and welcome to another review here on T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T. Of course, we're talking scary movies. Don't forget, folks, you can find all of my video content on the YouTube page at youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. Again, that's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. And audio versions of episodes of the show. And yes, I'm going to start uploading these reviews. The audio versions of them can be found on all your favorite podcasting platforms just by searching Twasm or T Watches a Scary movie finally i'm trying to be better about getting some written reviews out there this year for y'all so if you find my letterbox which is letterbox.com slash axdw you can find reviews that i've written including one for the film i'm talking tonight that's gonna be skin of a rink so make sure you're hitting that like button make sure you're subscribing folks so you can be in the tune and be in the know for when all these reviews are coming so as I mentioned, tonight I am going to be talking Skinamarink. Now, some of you have probably heard a lot about this movie because it's making its way around the festivals in the later part of 2022. And while I hate to kind of mention it, uh, one of the biggest reasons why it's also catching a lot of notoriety right now is because of the fact that it was illegally uploaded to uh, to the internet, unfortunately. So quite a number of people who have seen it uh, went the, the wrong way of doing it. Folks, again, uh, horror is such a fantastic genre uh genre of films that we get and um in order for us to get like new stuff new stuff that's not already in franchises which i have nothing against franchise work again that's how we got a new screen movie new Candyman movie a chucky tv series all of that is fantastic at the same time y'all we gotta support new horror so the only thing i can say is that if you did manage to catch this illegally online maybe go and spend the money not even maybe go and spend the money to support getting tickets for it at your local theater okay even if you yourself can't make it treat somebody else to go and see it instead because um beyond the fact that i'm gonna have some glowing things to say about this movie we should just be supporting horror as it is so we can get more original films coming out so if you have the ability to see this film in theaters, you absolutely have to. Um, I, I truly believe that any movie, any movie at all, can be enjoyed at home. And of course they could. Of course they should be because there wouldn't be a home video or streaming market if you couldn't enjoy every movie at home, which is always weird when filmmakers say, oh, you have to see it in theaters. It's like, so if I can't catch it in theaters, like are you saying the movie is dead? And I know this after saying uh, support this movie in theaters, but I guess my point of this is, is that while I do get the filmmakers who say you have to see it in theaters because it's a completely different experience, at the same time, you know, we we obviously have to understand that there's a there's a home market that you have to be able to watch watch movies as well too. But there are just certain films that that first watch. I mean, I think that's what a lot of filmmakers mean, and I wish that's something that could be given across. Again, we're not talking really piracy at this point, but that first watch is going to be the one that gets embedded in your mind. That's the one you're going to come back to when you're thinking about recommendations to your friends and family, when you're telling them shit to like ignore, you're going to think back to the first time you saw a mo this movie and how it made you feel. And if it's a very big sensory experience, like Skinner Marink really, really is, 
it's hard to replicate that at home. Now I say this as somebody who owns an 85 inch TV upstairs and I have like a hundred inch uh, 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 projector in my uh, in my theater. So, you know, it's easy for me to say like, I gotta have this great setup and stuff. But again, that doesn't take away from the fact that some movies you just have to get that first watch in theaters. And I think a good part of that is because uh, uh, this movie especially, Skin of Marine, it has a very unsettling presentation that catches you off guard from the moment it starts all the way to its conclusion. Um, the cinematography of this film, uh, you could consider it like the now divorced former stepchild of the found footage concept and another world, but doing found footage in this film, like if it was an actual found footage movie, I actually feel that would add a little bit more comfort for us, the audience, because we're gonna spend the majority of this movie not seeing our main characters. And I know that's kinda, it's kinda a weird way for me to put that, that it's kinda like a found footage movie, but it's not. And I say, I, I don't really wanna like cut it down to that, cause I love found footage movies. There's nothing wrong with found footage horror films. There's a lot of really great ones there. But Skin of Marink is so much more than that. But I think that for a lot of people, that's gonna be the what they're gonna really, really try to compare it to, is that it very much comes off as a found footage movie. But as I said, one of the key differences here is that you will not be seeing the characters for the large part of this film at all, you won't be seeing them. And a lot of times, whether it's found footage or just a traditional traditional kind of film, having characters that you can actually see gives us a boundary, it gives us a protection, it allows us to kind of separate it. Like, even if we're watching a movie like, you know, that you saw or Hostile or something where it's something terrible is happening to these characters on screen, it's still happening to them. It might make you screamish, you know, you, you might feel uncomfortable by it, but it's not happening to you. And uh, Skin of a Rink, taking away that protection and that boundary that we, the audience, crave, um, uh, uh, it, 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 it's, it's terrible because you have to kind of live in that moment. It's happening to you. And because the monster of this film is pulled from the darkest corners of our mind, your mind, um, writer-director Kyle Ball really forces you to put an image uh, to the chilling terror in the shadows because that's what a lot of Skinner Marink is doing here is that a lot of this story is told from the shadows and because of the fact that we have no boundary we have no protection we have no avatar uh, not the way of water um, but we have no avatar giving us any kind of solace from all the terrible things that uh, may be happening I think that's a very that 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 posed a very interesting question to like this script because Kyle, Kyle Kyle Edward Ball uh, both wrote and directed this film, and I think that by not showing our lead characters, uh, our young leads, uh, Ke uh, Ke uh, Kevin and Kaylee. Um, I think that that means that we're forced to be Kevin and Kaylee in a good chunk of this film. And we're supposed to really to really consider what are we hearing? What are we seeing? What is this terror that we're feeling in this case? What we do in this situation? And that's, that's the case in most movies you watch. You know, you see yourself as this character. What would you do? How would you respond to it? But again, we don't have to worry about that because we can see that all played out. And with everything being done in such a minimalistic, um, minimalistic style uh, uh, in this film, um, we have to be the ones to make those decisions in this movie. And that's truly terrifying because as you'll know, our imaginations a lot of times can be 
far worse than anything else. I mean, think about one of the biggest gags in cinema history. Uh, not not from a horror movie, but I'll use um uh uh, uh what's it called um the the briefcase from Pulp Fiction that uh, Vinnie Ve Vincent Vega opens up. We never see what's in it. There's always been all these rumors and stories and everything, but we the audience are left to decide what we think is in there, and that can make it this amazing thing or can make it nothing. It's a big turd burger basically, and. I think that's uh, that's fantastic. Whether that was done on purpose or not, I think that's such smart storytelling because we can decide in our own minds what's happening to these children as this movie keeps going on and on. And for some of us, you know, not me, but some of you out there who have kids, you're going to watch this and your head's going to go some very, very dark places because you have to think, I would never want that to happen to my child, to my children at all. And you're going to start thinking it very, very terribly. Whereas somebody who might not, kid, might not have kids might have to go back to their own childhood and kind of figure out what they're seeing. And... The fact that Kevin and Kaylee are so young, I mean, it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon in horror movies, obviously, for kids to be the target. But you have to think about that, though, that typically it's a bunch of smart ass upper class classmen, uh, classmen in high school who are the targets of, you know, most horror movies that we're watching. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's preteens as well, but very rarely is it preschoolers and terrible things don't happen to kids that young in horror movies right especially if they're the only characters like yeah there's a, there's some exceptions to that rule uh feast a movie i absolutely love that tells you the life expectancy of all these characters don't want to spoil it because i'm going to review that on the show this year but uh, just watch feast if you want a really really good laugh but i think the fact that um uh, uh, like, like the director is able to get his hooks under our skin and keep them there the entire time because we're so worried about these very, very two young protagonists and the real danger that they're honestly in without anybody there to really help them in this situation. This is such a disturbing film. We can't dance around that at all. Um, but that's the thing. Horror is not always supposed to be comfortable. The best kind is the one that keeps you thinking more and more after it's over. You're playing it in your mind. You're wondering, uh, are you sure about something that you saw, something that you like that you were seeing on screen? But is that the way it was supposed to be? Uh, was there a way out of the situation? We do that a lot in horror films. This is one that just drives that point more and more and more. And with such a minimal budget, this was only produced for 15,000 Canadian dollars. So it's not that much, honestly. Um, but for such a small budget, I'm really, really hoping that this is one that's going to end up being able to be be profitable very, very quickly. You know, I get it's not Megan doesn't have the the uh, the the pro the promotion that like a film like Megan did, which is our first certified hit of uh, of the year without question it's the first certified hit of the year avatar was the last big hit of 2022 it's going on its way to be one of the highest grossing films of all time but megan is our first big hit of 2023 and it's a horror film no less and uh, they don't need to be compared in the least bit but i do think that because of the approach that kyle edward ball chooses to go with this film which is fascinating it's absolutely fantastic it may end up alienating uh, some people out there i know it's not playing as on many screens so y'all support this film support this film it's going to be coming i believe to shutter um sooner than later but support this film while it's in theaters because again especially for something that was done on a shoestring budget that's just a way to show again studios that we want more original 
horror okay get this out there for sure y'all go and check out skidamarink it's in theaters uh it's in theaters now go check it out folks and uh stay tuned for more movie reviews is a big fan of fangoria so if you want to check out the world's best horror magazine that's out there get a chance to get yourself your own subscription which i just got my first one back in 2022 and i don't regret it for a second but if you want your own fangoria subscription or you like the fangoria merchandise then head over to the fangoria shop and use my link if you want to save yourself some money folks that's an easy one to remember just go to shop.fangoria.com slash axdew again that's shop.fangoria.com Angoria.com slash AXDEW or use my specific code AXDEW at checkout. You can save 20% off your entire order and that implies two uh, subscription and one-time orders as well. You don't want to miss out, folks, because with the magnitude of horror movies we've had released in the last few years and with what we have on the horizon, Fangoria is going to be your number one source for all that great juicy bloody information in the world of horror. So again, head to shop.fangoria.com. Hey there, folks. Thanks for tuning in to T-Watch This Scary Movie. I appreciate you checking out another review or movie news, whether we're talking movies, TV shows, books, or games, whatever. It's all scary. Remember, you can check out new episodes every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on the YouTube page video. That's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Scary Movie. Again, youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. And you can check out the audio version on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just search T Watch the Scary Movie or Twaza. Don't forget, my name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared.